There were there were years after Christmas and I was like, oh, this was like an $1,800 Christmas. We don't even like anybody this much. Like this feels exorbitant. I mean, I, I am a notorious late night shopper after I've been drinking a little bit and I've ordered some yoga pants that are as see-through as saran wrap and all of the steams are coming out and they smell like formaldehyde. So those have to go back. Or if you're like me, you're too lazy to try to figure out how to send it back. So you're stuck with them. So as to the surprise three days later when you A, don't remember buying it and then B, you're like, oh wow, this was, this was a bad mistake. I can't even remember what it was, but it's something a gift we bought for my mom and my dad and it was something i'm assuming fairly opulent because i just remember my mom's response was oh my gosh candace why did you do this and she was like upset that i did it and i was almost in tears like oh wow i definitely I went yeah i went way overboard like she's offended by this and knows there's no reason i should be spending that much money Hey everyone, in today's episode, even though it still feels like it's pretty far away, I know that it is probably time to start thinking about and preparing for the holidays. That means getting ready for holiday spending. So today we are talking with Candace Moss, a fellow educator and self-proclaimed avid shopper, I think is, uh, that was the phrase you used, right? <laughs> Definitely, I'm borderline shopaholic. I think if you ask borderline. my husband and my parents and anybody that knows me, borderline shopaholic, impulse buyer, yeah, any of those things, definitely. You've, you've, been, you've been around, you know the, uh, you know the yeah, sales. Yeah, I got a good two decades of this under my belt, so I'm <laughs> perfect. consider myself an expert by now. So today we're gonna be sharing personal stories and pitfalls of holiday spending and debt. Uh, I think both of us probably have some. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I've I've dug myself out many a times. Uh, in my 36 years, I've definitely uh, learned the pitfalls and how to dig myself out. You've seen that. You've seen both sides of, of the holidays. Yes, correct. I think I've figured out slowly over time how to correct that and not continuously just make the same mistake year after year after well, I year. Think, I think that kind of, uh, I think that's going to be good because the goal of this episode is to kind of throw in some advice to help people out there actually make a change with how they think about the holidays, not just those like spend less, look for sales kind of generic <laughs> advice that I think all of us are used to, but really try and get into the weeds about apps and stuff that we're using to help out. I'm really excited about that. Me too. And I think the cool thing is we're both very relatable and we've lived it. So I think our stories are things that people can relate to and then go back and apply to their real life as right. opposed to like reading an article and being like, oh, that sounds great, but I'm never going to do it. Like I've made these mistakes. So don't do what I is, do. You have like a personal memory, maybe from childhood about the holidays or like a part of that that sticks out to you. I remember the gift that I found as a child to be the most opulent was probably when I was eight or nine. Santa got me a Nintendo. And at the time, like Nintendo was the thing. So I'm sure my parents had to go out and like hunt it down and whatever. Right. However, it was not my favorite gift. And it was not the gift that I remember using or loving the most. So it was probably a year before or after. This is going to sound nerdy, but I was super into the California raisins. Anybody that's older than 25, <laughs> give me a shout out. Um, so my parents and they knew I was really into California raisins. And at the time there was no Amazon. So they had to have gone and tracked down. They got me a California raisin sleeping bag. Oh, man. And they also got me a roller racer, which it had no motor and no batteries, but something really moves that what's thing. A what's a roll? I'm dating myself. What's so a roller racer? A roller racer, you basically sit on it and move your arms side to side. Anybody out there that's too young, feel free to Google. You move your arms side to side and it's a self-propelled thing that's about three inches off of the floor. It's probably dangerous in hindsight, but I love those two gifts like that Christmas. I was like, oh my gosh, Santa knows me and knows everything about me and everything I love. So 
I think it's an odd contrast to remember. Yeah, the Nintendo was like the fanciest thing right. I remember, but those two super corny, that California Raisins bag. Oh my God. I wore that sleeping bag out I'm every sure. until I was in like sixth grade. I'm like, until people started shaming me for being 12 like, years old. Yeah. You need to step to up. Stop. <laughs> Put time some to clothes. Stop this sleeping bag. Like. You're a grown girl. Stop it. I was going to say, I think that's interesting because I feel like now, like when you get older, I think you have like a different, um, an awareness of maybe some of the things that your parents did. Like you're saying, without Amazon, like I think we take that for granted <laughs> now, how easy it is to get stuff like right to the house instantly. But I, I remember like my mom, when I got older, was telling me stories about like having to go to Toys R Us at like five o'clock in the morning. Rest in peace, you. Toys R Us. A lot of, well, to be fair though, I know a lot of parents now, like since it just went out of business i think within mm. the past year it's become like okay so now you buy your kids everything on amazon right. but parents like your mom cared a lot about you if she went there at 5 a.m right. to buy you the toy that you wanted the most she was a good mom she loved yeah, you she, she braved the other crazy moms at 5 a.m to, to my do mom. the right thing and she was saving money to be fair i mean if she was going at 5 a.m on black yeah, friday right. she was like well this is 50 dollars off i'm gonna have to fight somebody to get the value on whatever this uh millennium falcon lego set is <laughs> What are your What are you doing for this year? You said that over the years you've kind of gotten into this mindset now of saving before. Like you know that you're going to be doing shopping. What are you doing to kind of prepare for that? Because I know that I'm definitely guilty of of not preparing at all. A couple of years ago, maybe two or three years ago, I mean, I had no budget. It was if I thought. I loved you enough, and you wanted something super opulent, regardless of how much money I had, I would spend. You want a Burberry watch? I'm buying you a Burberry watch. You want? And you know, we're we're only friends now. We're just. Yeah. No, you're not. You're not in that I category. You, the, okay, no. I yeah. You get, get the, the five dollar Starbucks gift card. Sorry, Nick. I've gotten my life in check, so you're not part of this <laughs> okay. uh, windfall. I can't go back. No, you definitely cannot. But previous to this, so for I mean years and years and years, I would just buy ridiculous amounts of stuff for anybody I knew and my family and my grandparents and. I, I don't think they didn't appreciate it, but it eventually it came to a point where they were like, Candace, we love you. You being here, entertain us, make us all laugh. We're more than happy with your presence. So a couple of years ago, I realized, okay, A, I don't have a budget, so I have no idea what I'm going to spend at the end of the year. And then B, how am I going to save up the money? So I'm not putting it on a credit card. So then I have to take six months to try off everything that I dug myself into a right. hole with. Um, so there have been a ton of techniques I've learned to kind of manage that. But I think the first piece is just the awareness of you have to have a budget. You have to have something to say, I will not spend more than eight or $900 or maybe it's $200. How do, you do you have like a strategy to figure out what that amount is or do you just kind of feel it out? Well, it's who I love the most, obviously. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, it's obviously, I spend more on my immediate family. And also I've gotten older as I've gotten older like my good friends, we kind of do a dinner or like a holiday meal or a get together or a potluck because none of my friends need more junk. I don't need more junk. So we've kind of reined it in to be my husband's immediate family, my immediate family. And then we do have a set number for his side and my side. And we just don't go over that anymore. And it doesn't mean we love them less. And honestly, since we made a change, nobody's hurt. Nobody's feelings are hurt. Nobody thinks anything less about us. Nobody's like on Amazon while they're opening it. Like, like how this I was wanted only... that Gucci belt. Where is it? I'm like, God, oh, it's not happening. $36. No, and they're all pretty simple people, so they don't need a whole lot. What do you do? How's your like budgeting? Uh, well, I feel like, not to be cliche, but I feel like early on as a kid, my, my parents, um, not that I didn't get, I wasn't deprived at all like, <laughs> uh, at the holidays, but early on, my, mo my mom's from Ireland, um, and so every year we would go over 
or not every wow. year, but like every other year, we would go and visit. We'd just go visit family was kind of the, the thing that we That's would do. It's a pretty around. good gift. I mean, yeah. the trip to Ireland's, I'll switch. I'll give you the world yeah, racer. I'll go find it if <laughs> you want it. That, <laughs> for that the trip watch. to Ireland. Everyone at home is like, oh, yeah, no one feels bad for Nick anymore. Like, poor you, that trip to Ireland. Yeah, I know. So were there gifts involved or like, I don't, and I don't know overseas how they do tradition of like Christmas or the holidays or what that kind of looks like. So Ireland is a Catholic country. So like it's for Christmas, especially there's, I think there's more of a cultural integration of Christmas and like the expectations around it in that, like the, I remember as a kid, I think shops and stuff are closed. Like everything is just closed for a week. So it's not like oh my the run up where people are working up until Christmas it's day. like the opposite like, of here. Oh yeah. It's wow. like a, everybody is just off like as a nation. So that's really, uh, that was like a big thing to get, to get used to, I think was having Christmas Eve, Christmas day, the day after, and then basically all the way through New Year's people are just off from work and hanging out. And I think the pace of it is a little more drawn out because of that. So you're not like trying to cram in all of this family time into a single day or, you know, split your time between different families or visiting aunts and uncles all over the place. So I, I remember that more fondly, I think, than any... I say that as I'm like, I remember getting an iPod. That's the only thing that I got. Well, so like there, there were gifts involved. There were gifts. There was gift exchange. I think like out of all of that, though, the only thing that I really, like I said, not to be cliche, but the only thing that I remember is kind of those moments of uh, of just being there with yeah, everybody Yeah, I mean, that definitely sounds place. pretty magical. I'm not, yeah. you don't oh, need the And the snowflakes look perfect. And, oh, I'm sure they're yeah. like going down with some Celtic music playing in the background. <laughs> you're kissing the Blarney Stone. It's just yeah. magical. Mom and dad, you did it all wrong. I know. <laughs> shout out to shout out to <laughs> Candace's parents. Pete and Lisa, thanks. Something else that we had talked about. Ballpark, I know how much I'm planning on spending year to year, but I still don't feel like I have a tangible way to track the money that I'm spending or kind of plan for it. And you had said that you you've been planning for a couple months, like yes. putting money aside. What do you what are you doing like, so, to make that happen? For me, it's not just an app. I feel like it's a combination of things. So it's the mindset of, okay, we're going to put money aside every month into an account for a holiday spending. We also started doing a thing a couple of years ago. So anytime either one of us got like a reimbursement check from work or some kind of random rebate or, you know, gotcha. the weird stuff and you're like, oh, well, where did this Where'd this $38 come, come yeah. from? We don't need to spend it. So we just immediately putting in a savings account because we're not going to miss it because we hadn't planned for it showing up to begin with. You're going to forget it was even there. So on top of say the 50 or 75 a month. We put any extra checks into that. And then we use Mint as a way to check, okay, what are we tracking? What's our goal to have by the end of the year? Okay. Usually we actually exceed that. And then we have extra money left over, which is a bonus because mama likes to buy a couple of things for herself. Just she's holiday. couple Gucci. Uh, I'm, I mean, <laughs> avid holiday shopper was the intro. So yeah. inevitably, I know I'm going to buy some things for myself. So it kind of curtails the me going over. I, I think the bigger thing than the app is just the mindset of knowing how much do you need to put aside and what what do you have extra or maybe like you're you and you work a side gig and you make a couple of extra hundred bucks doing photography or maybe you're a graphic designer and you do that, take that money and put it aside and save it for the end of the year. You weren't planning for it. It's going to be a great surprise. You're like, wow, where did all this come from? When do you start putting that money aside? Do you, are you like January one is the brand new year? Or do I you mean, feel like probably not January one. I'm trying to get over the holiday um, good times, but. February, we usually start to get everything back in order. And February is usually about what we file our tax returns. If we have okay. a tax return, we might throw it in there. So not exactly to the T. I mean, January 2nd, we're not on it. But yeah, by February, we're usually budgeting like, okay, this is how much we want to spend by the end of the year. So we're not blown out of the water come December. 
not to dig too deep into it, but you had said that you're like putting money aside into separate accounts. That was something like that's something that I've tried, um, like basically setting up separate checking accounts or savings accounts. Are you actively setting up like separate account, moving the money out of a spendable place? Or are you just kind of accounting for it? Like you said, in Mint, I think it was like yes. in a separate place. So we used to when I had absolutely no control, the best way I did it was I opened a completely separate account in a different bank. So I knew it would be more complicated to move the money. I knew I had opened the account. And then we had a separate account in our current bank. And then once I started to rein it in, I think some of it's discipline. Once mm. you start to kind of get your rhythm and it's like exercising or dieting or whatever. Maybe you originally start counting every calorie, but then after three years, you don't have to count every calorie. It's intuitive eating. So I liken that to spending. Once you kind of get your rhythm and figure it out, you don't need to have these super, super segmented buckets. I know this amount of money needs to be extra in our savings account by the end of the year, and it will be. But I will say for anybody that's a beginner, learn from me, go to a different bank, open a savings account, and know trying to pull the money like out of keep it. keep it far oh, enough away. Oh, no, it's away. such a pain to get the money out of it or whatever it has to be that you won't touch it. What was the impetus for you deciding that something needs to change? Because you had said, like in the intro, you had said that well, I think both of us have gone into <laughs> debt or have spent oh, too yeah. much. Oh and yeah, you there, feel that there were there were years after Christmas, and I was like, oh, this was like an eighteen hundred dollar Christmas. We don't even like anybody this much. Like, this feels exorbitant. <laughs> we need to right. And I think I had actually I say that it, and I can't even. This shows you how unimportant it was. I can't even remember what it was, but it's something a gift we bought for my mom and my dad. And it was something I'm assuming fairly opulent because I just remember my mom's response was, Oh my gosh, Candace, why did you do this? And she right. was like upset that I did it. Mm. And I was almost in tears. Like, Oh wow. I, I definitely went, yeah, I went way overboard. Like she's offended by this and knows there's no reason I should be spending that much money. And my feelings were hurt. And I remember it was Christmas. It might not have been that night, but maybe the next night or the night after. And I was laying there awake at night and I'm like, well, clearly I'm not making anybody happy by buying them more. Right. I'm not making myself happy because now I'm going to have to dig out of this for the next several months. There's got to be a better way to show people that I love them. This is not it. I mean, everybody said thank you the way they say thank you to everything. So I think that year was the final thing that I'm like, I'm not doing this for another year. That's good. That's good that you had kind of the wherewithal. Yeah, not to say that there's a single Y'all need a mom like mine that's going to like tell you straight up like, don't. This is. Not hey, next year, don't, don't do this. Don't do this. But I feel like that's probably everybody's parents in some way where they ju they, they just want to see you and spend time. Yeah, big, that family time gifts. is tough. So you got to like dig in. I mean, the family time is probably worth more than money. Like if I calculated mm. the price on my family time of them making me nuts. <laughs> It's, You're keeping uh, a checklist oh yeah, on that. I know. I'm like, this is easily worth $2,500 by now. This day alone. $2,500 of stress. Just this day alone and like shopping before and being around everybody and cooking. You owe me now. It seems like it's easy to lose sight kind of when people start pontificating about holiday spending in the same way that I think there's this anecdote about like, oh my God, there's Christmas stuff available for sale in October. Now. In, yeah, yeah, right now. now. I think it's easy to feel like a societal pressure around spending more and feeling like this thing is coming up and it's Absolutely. in your it's in your head the whole Absolutely. time as opposed to like taking a breath and planning it out. Well, and I think also when you have a significant other, you're newly engaged. Mm. So then that adds another thing of like, so it's now not just my parents, like you want to make your partner happy or your spouse happy and like, what do they want? And how do I give them everything that makes them happy. And it's the same thing. I think you realize, and I don't know what your plans are for your holiday giving this <laughs> year, so don't give it away. But you learn also after you've been with someone for a while to rein that in. And 
Maybe we don't need to spend a small fortune on gifts. Maybe we save that up and do a vacation in the middle of the year or, you know, spend time together or go get couples massages or whatever it may be. It doesn't have to be this thing of like buying the newest electronic. I know my husband always is afraid he's going to disappoint me. And now I'm like, it's not important. Let's come up with something together and do something that makes both of us happy and doesn't stress us out. Like a joint as opposed to like trying to surprise or lay it on. I mean, on the day, like you're in a relationship, Nick, you tell me, I mean, when you're trying to figure out, okay, how do I make my now fiance happy and what would make her happy? Or does us spending time together and doing something mean more? I think it is a conversation that that I know that I'm learning to have that kind of that back and forth, because I think there is culturally a taboo around money and spending money. And I mean, I'm not going to lie, like, I still like the element of surprise. I still like getting something that that is going to make a difference. Um, kind of day to day. But by the same token, I feel like both of us are learning to have those conversations with each other about like, what's a reasonable amount of money to spend on this? Is that what are we aiming to do next year? Like being more holistic, I guess is the word to think about the whole year, as opposed to just a single event where like, all of it is leading up to this one morning or this one afternoon of giving stuff back and forth with each other and then dealing with the consequences after the fact. You know, that's always a blast. <laughs> yeah, I think I think sometimes it's hard to see the forest through the trees, especially when you're in a newer relationship and maybe you feel like you have something to prove. Right. Um, I think the longer you are in a relationship or married people, I mean, I certainly don't see my grandparents trying to like one up each other. <laughs> Like, oh my gosh, I, they're like, well, we went to Bell's and we got you, you know, some outfits. Okay, you know, they don't, they, they love each other. They're happy. And I see them when they're around our family and they're happy just to have us all together and eat and drink and be merry. It doesn't need to be everything else. So I think there's definitely a lesson to be learned um, from older generations and kind of what they're doing and appreciating what you have and not needing the newest Nintendo. I guess not coming back to that cultural part of it. I think the pressure that people feel, it's not active. Like, I, Obviously, I don't have cable or anything, but I feel like I'm already seeing advertisements or kind of corporate messaging about, are you going to buy this piece of jewelry or this expensive thing? It's like always big ticket things. I I don't feel like I ever see, not to have a dated reference, but like JCPenney's not like, look at these socks you could buy for $6.99. It's like this big... (laughs) No, Lexus is like, are you not buying? Is it not going to be the winter to remember with your Lexus savings (laughs) event? And you're like, I wasn't planning on buying my fiance a Lexus. That's ridiculous. (laughs) But it is psychological. They're planting the seeds in you now, and it's not accidental. You're not going to Walgreens and seeing Christmas stuff in the beginning of October for no reason. They want you to get worked up into a frenzy because they know the emotional part of you, especially as a man, and I feel bad. As a man, you're like, oh my gosh, I should have already figured all this out. As to where, you know, probably 20 years ago, you didn't see Christmas stuff until Thanksgiving. Mm. You certainly didn't talk about it until Thanksgiving. So I think there's a hype that retailers try to put into people to have them spend earlier and knowing if you spend earlier from experience you spend more so if i start shopping for my friends and family in october you know who else i'm shopping for me are you ready buying stuff no i'm not i can say i have not bought one thing for myself or anybody else i mean i do have some stuff i need to return that i impulse bought but i'm getting very good about that um but i have not no holiday stuff and i don't let myself until like black friday because specifically for that reason i will 100 percent overbuy if i start buying in october I was reading a thing earlier today about, I guess, about Black Friday, that Black Friday and Cyber Monday are not necessarily the cheapest time to buy things. Like there are, too. there are some things that are on sale, but like as a public service announcement, 
Black Friday and yeah, Cyber you, Monday. You don't do have to fight the crowds. You, you don't, don't have to go to, well, you can't go to Toys R Us at 5 a.m., but you don't have to go to the mall. You don't have to go to Macy's at 5 a.m. and look for your 25 coupons. I read that too, that actually there are other days leading up until Christmas right. and like Fridays and Saturdays that are just as cheap. I think because of the nature of the retail industry, like they try to get a gauge of like how well people are spending on Black Friday, that ballpark area, as they go into the end of the year to kind of figure out what, how they're going to price things before the end of the year. So like if they're trying to make up sales numbers or whatever, the prices after or before Black Friday could be different, especially in, in the retail space, kind of depending on. So you don't like basically don't rush out on Black Friday to be like, look, it's thirty nine dollars. <laughs> I saw it and I'm, I have to get it. Whereas if you had if you waited or had been shot, like you said, be vigilant. Yeah, don't I, I think they play on that emotional and the crowd mentality of like everyone's doing it this Friday. We have to get up at 5 a.m. We are going to fight our neighbors. We're going to stomp on folks. You don't have to do that. Like it's very unnecessary. Do you Black and Friday. Sh- I've never, no, I've never I, been it's Black not, Friday shopping. Uh, I'm not that emotionally invested and I'd like to keep all of my joints and bones working. So I prefer not to get run over to get a clearance TV. I know people do. My mom actually has in the past and Mm. she's even stopped doing it because she doesn't see the value in it. And my mom, who is a definite frugal shopper, if she stopped doing it, I don't, I don't think you need to. But I feel like the culture around it has changed the last few years. I know Black Friday is still happening, but I think more has kind of shifted online to that Cyber Monday. I agree. And just online shopping, obviously, in general. Yeah, if you don't have to chin check Nancy to get your <laughs> kids uh, Nintendo Switch, you don't need to. Just stay home and just buy it stay online. Home and buy There's it. no reason to risk a warrant or arrest or whatever it may be. Just stay home. What do you use for online shopping? Like Amazon, obviously, is the big... I think everybody's using Amazon for, for stuff. But do, are you using like an app to so price I, check stuff? Or I do use Amazon a lot. I always go usually directly to the retailer to buy. Mm. I am not being um, promoted for any of this, but I do a ton of online shopping and I legitimately use Ebates for everything. I've probably made, I'm going to sound like a commercial now and Ebates, you probably owe me a second check for this. Um, I've probably made $1,200 on just buying stuff oh my God. through what them. Is, my ignorance, what is Ebates? Oh, I you've never used it? I've never for real? used it. What is it? Oh, it's like a cash back. So if I shop at Gap, they give me 6% cash back on what I buy or Especially around like Black Friday, you get 10% cash back on what you buy for Macy's. Interesting. Um, So my mom gives me her credit card number and I buy for the whole family and then I get the 10% cash back for everybody. Mm. So I'm I'm living the that's, dream right That's now. pretty good. I guess if you're going out to spend, like if you're already going to be spending the money. Like yeah, you said, it's you just have... a click through link. It's like an affiliate thing okay. or whatever. So it's pretty easy. I will say though, and I'm a stickler of learning of my shopaholicness. I do love to save. So I will always Google a promo code, like never ever check out with just typing in, in the search bar, banana Republic promo code. Cause I guarantee you, you'll find one. Re- uh, retail me not. Retail me the... not or any, I mean, there's so many now coupon cap. There are 10 million places. Just Google promo code for the store and you will have it. Yeah. There's an app called honey as well. I've used this a couple times before. It's like a browser extension that uh, while you're looking at a product to buy, it'll tell you while you're looking at it if it's available cheaper. So even if you're on Amazon or Target or something, it'll say, hey, this is available for six bucks cheaper over here. So you're not overpaying for whatever it may be. I also do know like if you shop in store, a lot of places do do like a seven day price match. Mm. So if you get whipped up into your holiday frenzy and then the next day Target puts out their circular and you're like, oh, you go back, get your money back. Tell them I want a price adjustment. I've done that several times too. You're not cheap, you're frugal, and you're doing the right thing. Coming back to that point about places like Target, I think bigger retailers, to compete with some of the online shopping that people are doing, I've often found stuff 
in retail stores that is that ends up I being cheaper than it is online like actually going to the store or going to the mall can be advantageous i sometimes. think so and there are times that you're buying something on amazon especially if it's not like a hard electronic or something that you've touched and know 100 what it is lord knows we've all bought something on amazon and you get it and you're like oh wow this is definitely falling apart this is definitely you're like three you're three glasses of wine in and you're like this I mean, seems like i, a thing I am that... a notorious late night shopper after i've been drinking a little bit and i've ordered some yoga pants that are as see-through as saran wrap and all of the steams are coming out and they smell like formaldehyde so those have to go back or if you're like me you're too lazy to try to figure out how to send it back so you're stuck with them so um there is something to be said about going to a store and like touching and feeling and seeing, seeing what you're buying as to the surprise three days later when you a, don't remember buying it, and then B, you're like, oh, wow, this was this is a bad mistake. Uh, something else that I wanted to talk on before we, before we wrap up is this idea of, not to pick up old wounds, but this idea of going <laughs> into debt to buy things. Uh, it's something that I'm always worried about, right? Because it's so easy to, to use a card to Absolutely. buy things. If you're not going in with a plan of how exactly how much you're spending. Like you said, you and your husband know in advance, Absolutely, this is yes. how much we are spending as a family on gifts this year. I know that I'm guilty of not, I know ballpark how much I'm trying to like keep it in, but it's so easy. The yeah. difference between $50 and $78 when I'm standing in the store or buying online just feels so negligible when I don't have to touch. I mean, to be fair, everybody does it. Everybody yeah. goes over. Nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect now, which is also why you add padding to what you're like. Always put away more because at some point you're going to be like, oh, my mom's been really good this year. I should probably treat her. Or like, <laughs> I I've like been... that you have a schedule. Yeah. <laughs> she's, been, she's been cooking <laughs> like with gas this year. We have not gotten in a fight in the past six months, so I should probably buy a little something else. We're like, dang, I've been pretty good this year. I should probably treat yourself a few times. Yeah, get a couple. So add some extra padding in that. But then just remembering, like, for me, digging yourself out for a few months afterwards is not worth, you know, having no money for February, March, April is not worth it as compared to just keeping in check. And nobody, I mean, it sounds corny, but people just want to be around you right. and spend time with you. And whatever you buy them doesn't matter more than your presence there. Can I throw a curveball? I feel like as I'm planning on spending for the holidays, we have... We throw parties here um at, at our house like around holidays or can't wait around. to come let me know the date yeah of course uh it's going to be the first of never oh there we go <laughs> no. there it goes there's a stinger <laughs> of course guys. you're of course you're invited uh <laughs> you're saying that now yeah i have to on record now <laughs> the thing that i feel like as i'm building out a budget or like figuring that out is i always forget that food and drink and like the the oh, festivities it's expensive comes right it's With super a expensive major price yeah and i i always that's always the farthest thing from my mind when i'm buying gifts or something i'm like oh i have this amount of money to spend this is my ballpark and then it comes time when we have a holiday party oh man we have all of this food to buy and all everyone's these drinking right that's expensive well and i think even if you're not having a party at your house that's obviously the most but how many holiday things do you go to where you bring a bottle of wine you bring a bottle of wine and a dish you bring a bottle of champagne and a dessert mm. you do that five or six times you're like wow i didn't plan on spending a another $300 but yeah. this is really racked up quickly if you're having a party at your house it's going to be even more and I think that's something you can build into especially for you and your partner or your spouse whatever of like okay if we're having a holiday party at our house this year this is not the year for the Chanel handbags we're gonna leave those because yeah you wake up and you're like oh that was 
Oh, that's expensive. right. That oh, costs wow. money as well. That caviar was more than we thought. Or the uh, Hot Pockets we put out were more than we thought. I was going to say that whatever party you're expecting <laughs> us to have with caviar and Hot Pockets. Grilled cheese? Yeah, we can like do grilled cheese. cheese. Okay, we'll be here. We'll do a grilled cheese. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I, I just think all of that is part of your holiday budget. No, I mean, all of those yeah. frivolous things or if you're doing like a girls night, I know a ton of like girls and you do like a cookie and wine party and then you have to bring cookies or bring stuff to make cookies or maybe you do a paint party or there are just so many other things I feel like that happen over the holiday mm-hmm. season that people forget about. And they're like, whoa, how did I spend so much money in the past month? You just have to figure those things are going to happen. So plan ahead. Well, kind of a wrap up is like set a budget in general always but maybe aim a little bit lower if you can <laughs> if you can aim a little bit lower than that number because there is always stuff that comes up be it having to get a last minute gift for somebody that you didn't expect expect to always. see this year or have a holiday party or you have to bring food to something that you Every weren't expecting time. like have a number in mind but try to be as conservative as you can about it and then be conscious of what you're spending where you're spending it and kind of look out for for better prices if yeah I, I think so advance. and i think planning for the unexpected i think it never ever just as a rule in life it never hurts to save more right save more and then if you spend less you'll be pleasantly surprised that you have x amount of dollars at the end of the year to add towards your vacation fund or whatever it may be but i think the most important thing is to have a plan don't be like me and like i've been for years and years and just be willy-nilly and fly by the seat of your pants and think you're gonna buy everybody's love because truth be told next christmas they're not even gonna remember what you bought them the christmas right or spend time with them they're going to remember the great times you had and all the laughs you had and the photos and the videos and how great it was no one's going to remember if you bought them that one thing that you thought was so important i don't know anybody that has that list they're like candace last year checking it off and there did it take her three months to pay it off okay well i love her more this year like that doesn't matter just have a plan but know that your presence or you being around the people you love is exponentially more important than anything you're gonna buy that's presence like physically being yeah, somewhere sorry, not, I, there not was your a... presence are the key to mm, your attendance yes is more important yeah sorry i didn't <laughs> your presence are really the most important part Very of confusing this confusing people right now yeah we didn't mean that sorry so this was super fun i'm really excited about the holidays i think this was a good primer yeah. right for everybody to kind of have a good starting point hopefully you now have a good starting point i think or... it's a good reminder if nothing yes. else i think it's i think they come up so quickly or they feel like like they do. They do. That it's easy to forget to start kind we of putting some flags in the ground to plan for it, right? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. I think this was great. And I hope people at least have some good takeaways. I know I do. And yeah, I think we kind of relate on a personal level to what we're going through. So I hope we get to do it again. Maybe in the new year we can Maybe talk about Maybe in the new year we'll happened. see if we're sobbing or not. It'll yes. be great. See if we're all full from, <laughs> if we have any leftovers from... You're going to have to roll us out of here. And on that, I guess we will roll out of this episode. Well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening to Subject to Change. Subject to Change is a production of Educate, a financial wellness platform for the workforce. Be sure to subscribe to Subject to Change wherever you get your podcasts from. Our next episode is coming out in two weeks. Thanks for listening.